It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. John Green from our uh, friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network is going to be on with us. He is down at Radio Row. He's out there for the Super Bowl. Phoenix, man. I don't know how you get a flight out there, right? I mean, you got the waste management open going on. You got the Super Bowl going on. It's super busy, but uh, we're going to talk with him. We'll find out what uh, some of his favorite bets are uh, when it just comes to uh, the game here, what uh, some of his favorite prop bets are in the game. Uh, what to avoid when you're making your Super Bowl bets this uh, weekend as well, and uh, we'll get a good long shot out of them as well. So uh, they do this for a living. That's a great site too, by the way. I, I, I love their site. I love using their site and always coming through with good stuff. So uh, yeah, we're going to have Sean on here. He's coming up in just uh, about 15 minutes or so uh, with some uh, great picks for you here, getting you ready for the big game on Sunday. But let's go ahead and get started with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, let's start out with the Pacers, who uh, lost again last night, 116-111 to in Miami to the Heat. That is an L in 13 of their last 15 games. They haven't won a road game since before Christmas, the last time they were in Miami. Actually, 10 straight losses uh, on the road here for the blue and gold. Now, they've been active in the trade deadline today. All right, so a big deal. First off, I mean, you heard about the Kevin Durant stuff this morning, I'm sure, right? So uh, the Suns had to get rid of some guys. Jay Crowder is gone. He's going to go to Milwaukee. And the Pacers are actually involved in this. It's a three-team trade. Uh, the Pacers are going to acquire George Hill and some second-round picks. The Bucks are giving up five second-round picks total. Three of those will go to the Pacers. And uh, two of them over to the Nets uh, in this trade here. Sorry, Jay's over. What am I thinking? Jay's over in uh, Brooklyn. I'm losing my dang on mine. Uh, Indiana also gets forward Jordan Nora and uh, Serge Ibaka from the Bucks. And my understanding here is, as weird as this is, they do not give up anything. They're just going to take some of these guys on. Isn't it nice how that really works out? Seriously, like, I have not... I tried going back through and looking, and and this is just breaking early this afternoon. Maybe things aren't officially filed. I don't know if the the official Pacers account even tweeted out anything. They haven't. This is all a Woj bomb here. So we're waiting on uh, all the final details on that, but sounds like the uh, the Pacers are going to get some stuff for taking on some guys. We'll see. Uh, Bulls aren't doing a dang thing today, but uh, they're pretty happy to wake up, find out that Kevin Durant is now in Phoenix. They're taking on Brooklyn tonight in Brooklyn. 
Now just a one-and-a-half-point road dog. Big Ten hopes from last night. Michigan and Nebraska traded scoring runs all night. Michigan comes out on top, though, 93-72. to I knew that was such a tricky game. That's why I told you to avoid it last night if you were betting. I know I said, like, my gut would tell me Nebraska to cover, but I didn't touch that game. I told you not to touch the game. Wisconsin and Penn State, however, no problem covering uh, that over last night. Even into OT, the uh, Badgers end up winning 79-74. to Tonight, Purdue's hosting Iowa. That spreads around 7.5 to 8.5, depending on what book you're using. Northwestern is a 4.5-point dog at Ohio State. After last night's two Big Ten games, there are now three teams. Three games out of first, with Michigan joining Indiana and Rutgers. Northwestern, the Illini, and Iowa all sit 3.5 back. Purdue women's hoops is going to head out on the road to Rutgers tonight. Purdue's coming off three straight games against ranked opponents. Rutgers uh, may be a little bit more friendly as they are just 10 and 14 on the season. Uh, record alert, program record alert: Cassidy Harden sits in ninth in program history with 134 games played. She is just six short of Danielle Campbell's program record of 140. All right. And there you go. That would be today's Need to Know News for this Thursday, February the 9th. All right, last night, big winners on uh, DraftKings, weren't we? So what did we pick? We, we told you the over there, Penn State and um, and uh, Wisconsin. Told you that Wisconsin defense was getting a little bit too much love. And, uh, yes, we were right. Overtime certainly helps. And thank you, Stephen Crawl. Weird, weird night out of him. He almost, what, we needed uh, seven out of him, rebounds, and he had six of the half, then came in and got two and then got in foul trouble early in the second half and then never recorded another rebound. He got stuck at eight last night. But I don't care because we needed seven. So big cashes last night. He was in plus money, too. So we're not doing too bad here mid-part of the week. Let's do it again tonight with our friends from DraftKings. We'll remind you that the Get Up 10 and Win still going on in the NBA and the No Sweat Same Game Parlay every day is still going on for you as well if you want to get into the NBA. Again, if you're going to do the Up 10 and Win, please make sure you opt in first and that you take somebody in plus money for Pete's sakes. The Bulls tonight might not be a bad pick. They're at plus 105 in Brooklyn. Uh, Phoenix is plus 225. I mean, they're not going to have Durant or anything. And then your other game is the Lakers and the Bucks. Um, the, the Bucks a little in flux here tonight, but still got Giannis and everything. Plus 225 for the Lakers if you want to take advantage there. I, look, I don't fault you for picking one there for the up 10. The same game parlay, it, it, this is hard when you've got everybody moving around all of a the sudden. There's only three games here today. You know, best of luck if you're getting into the NBA. Don't forget, getting ready for the Super Bowl over the weekend. Uh, same game parlay. Every additional leg you add gives you more of a boost, up to 100%. They also got big game squares. You know, just hit enter, pick a square, and it's just like uh, at the Super Bowl parties, man. You can win free prizes. Why not get involved in that? And don't forget happy hour special 
boost for the Super Bowl. Again, from 6 to 9 p.m. tonight, they'll have a new prop boosted for you, so make sure you check back and check it out. All right, let's take a look at our bets for tonight. Iowa at Purdue, and I'll tell you what, I think that when it comes to player props, I looked at a few books today, and uh, I'll tell you this, um, DraftKings has got the best number. The best number for your Purdue game here tonight. Especially with Zach. Look, my favorite things to look at when we've been getting into these are Zach Eady points, Zach Eady rebounds, and Braden Smith assists. They've all been undervalued, specifically the Braden Smith assists and the uh, Zach Eady rebounds. Vegas has kind of caught up to this a little bit. But that does not mean there are not places that you can't pick up some value here. Zach Eady on the uh, props tonight, 25.5 points on the over-under. That was at 24.5, and and it just jumped up on us here. Um, And that's basically where the rest of the market is at, 25 to 26.5. So you're still at least on the low end. Zach Eady rebounds tonight are at 12.5 at minus 135. That I am on here this evening. He's covered that in, what, four out of the last five? 13's been that magic number that he has settled on uh, over the uh, last several games. So that is, I'm looking uh, specifically at that tonight. Uh, Braden Smith, the assists are up to minus, it's four and a half, but I'm getting minus 165 on that. Uh, That's not the most appealing number. Four is really my sweet spot for him on most games. Vegas is telling you that they expect uh, Purdue to come up Give it to Zach Eady and let Zach Eady do whatever the heck he wants because he's going to have a distinct size advantage over anybody that Iowa puts out there. And they're 100% about, uh, right about that. My one issue with that philosophy is there have been games where I 100% agree with that but Zach doesn't exactly go off the way that you would expect because of the way uh, they sell out to defend him. And then there's also been the reverse of that, where you expect the double teams to come with good bigs, and he dominates. Like, go back to Saturday against Indiana. I expected Trace Jackson Davis to come over and, and, and race to do a decent job on him, and he went for 33-18. and 18. But you go back to the Penn State game in Mackey, 18-13, and 13, He's under that point total, but you still expected him to eat a lot like he did in that neutral site game with the Palestra where he had 30 and 13. He only took nine shots in that Penn State game. So that does scare me a little bit. Now Minnesota's another one where we expected them to really just destroy him, but that's a little bit of an outlier. He only played 27 minutes there. Purdue got up big. You kind of have to throw that out. Nebraska, he only took seven shots. Again, got up big, kind of have to throw that out a little bit. So I still expect him to take around, you know, at minimum, you know, 12 to 15 shots here tonight. That's probably the sweet spot for him. If we're getting up to the 25, 26 range, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to get into under territory there. And that scares me because he's a guy, like I said, with these matchups that can really go off. I like the rebound number. The rebound number is good for me here. Iowa's defense is uh, 156 in adjusted efficiency, 220 in effective field goal percentage, and 226 in two-point percentage. So they give up a lot of points on the interior. 
They're 204th in defensive rebounding, 255th in second chance putbacks allowed. They don't clean up the glass well. Which is stunning that that's the number there because their combined rebounds, they're fifth in the Big Ten, but they're 11th in uh, what they allow from their opponents. They just don't do a great job here. So I like Zach on the on the uh, 12.5. I'm getting a decent price at that as well. And you look at what he's done over his last uh, several games in the rebounding department, 18, 13, 13, 9 against Michigan, but then 16 against Maryland. Again, i got to throw out the Minnesota game because they dominated. He didn't have to get there. But 17, 13, 13, 11, 11, 10, 16. I mean, these are the rebounding numbers that he's been putting up. 13 just seems to be that sweet spot there. He's hit that, what, four or five times here in the last month? So I can settle on 13. I'm not going to 13 and a half. Uh, 13 is a sweet spot. That That's the prop that I like out of this one. Now, does Purdue cover um, what some places are going to have as high as 8.5? My threshold was going to be 8. So I don't want to touch 8.5. If you're getting it down at 7.5, I feel a little bit better about that. Zach shoots over 64% in his last five at Mackey. Iowa's lost four of its last five road games. Now, they've got that three-game heater they've been on. They've been putting up a lot of buckets. It's all been at home, though. They tend to not shoot better on the road. Keegan Murray's actually a whole seven points, uh, 7% lower shooting on the road this season. They're going to have to knock down a bunch of mid-range jumpers for them to be successful here tonight. They're not as prolific of a three-point shooter as a uh, shooting team as you would think either. Iowa. I know going in this one, I I always feel like that they just love to chuck threes. They're seventh in three-point field goal percentage here. So they're not exactly as high, but they do hit darn near eight a game now. I thought it would be a little bit higher. But I just don't think they're going to get, to get near the rim here. Those those longer twos, they're terrible at hitting those. They got to get in the paint. They got to get into that little mid or close range on their twos. Otherwise, they're just they're in a lot of trouble. And with Zach patrolling the paint, I just don't see them trying to drive it to the hoop a whole lot. They've got nobody to defend him. Again, I like the rebounds tonight. That seems to be the that's got the best odds for me. And that has the best chance of hitting. I'm off Braden Smith on the four and a half. He's certainly a man that can, especially if Zach's eating on the interior, can get it in. And that's that one quick touch and in. I mean, he can rack up eight or nine real easy. But at minus 165, guys, I, I just don't like it for us here. That's not the way to go. So we'll take Zach here at the 12 and a half. Uh, that's not terrible at minus 135. I do not want to mess with 25 and a half points. That's right at the threshold. Just doesn't seem like it. I'm not saying that he can't hit it. I'm not saying that he's going to go under. I'm just saying we're right there in the ballpark at that point. And I'd rather not play it that close at, you know, minus whatever the heck it was. It was plus money that I think about it, but it's not. So there you go. That'll be the play here tonight. Uh, you know, Northwestern's taking on Ohio State. I haven't looked a ton at that one. But if I'm shooting from the hip here, 
and I've been terrible at shooting from the hip here. I take Northwestern in the points. I mean, Ohio State's just been so bad. Can you believe that? I mean, that was a top 25 team at one point. And now they've lost, uh, what is it? Uh, that's what, uh, six games there? Hold on a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nine out of their last ten. They'll host Northwestern. They already uh, they did win at Northwestern 73 to 57. See, this is why you got to do your homework. <laughs> so shooting from the hip, I thought Northwestern plus five is not a bad play. I think Bryce Sensabaugh is probably going to eat in that one. I need to look at that. But, again, stick with the Purdue stuff, what you know. Uh, if that uh, drops down underneath uh, eight and a half, uh, I could probably get on it. Otherwise, take Zach, take your money line there, get yourself into plus money, and uh, let's keep it simple tonight uh, with those Zach E.D. rebounds and the Purdue money line, and uh, let's make some money. Speaking of money, Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, our guest next. He's got some uh, inside tracks here for your best bets for the Super Bowl, maybe some players to avoid as well. And uh, we'll try to get a good lotto pick out of him as well. So everything you need to know for betting the big game, that is coming up next. It's the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. To our Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is on. If you listen to the show, you know when we have these folks on, uh, we all tend to make money. And with the Super Bowl coming up here this weekend, there is no better time. If you haven't checked out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, it is fantastic. For Sean and Ryan host the, uh, the the big one, the sports gambling uh, podcast, but they have a multitude of other ones here for college basketball, football. Uh, I was just a Boston Capper on the golf gambling. I used him this week for my waste management open picks. These beautiful degenerates can even get you into XFL betting and fantasy football. That is my kind of guy right there. That is the level of degenerate I aspire to be. That's why I love the uh, the website. Sean, hey, it's great to have you on here. Uh, I know you're out there in Phoenix as we speak. It's got to be a wild scene out there with the waste management open going on. And then you, of course, down there on Radio Row. How is uh, how's Phoenix treating you so far? Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, everywhere you go, it's Super Bowl, it's Waste Management Open. It's a, uh, yeah, Phoenix is a real wild scene, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just awesome to be down here doing a bunch of shows. And, uh, of course, my Eagles in the Super Bowl, you know, makes it that much sweeter. Yeah, 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 your Eagles. Uh, is, I'm, <laughs> I'm from the other side of the state, man, so this is a tough pill to swallow for me, but we'll do it nonetheless. Um, you guys also, by the way, download the app, because this is all on the app as well, and you guys are doing a, a, a Super Bowl contest as well, right? You can win some real cash on this. Tell me about that. Yeah, we're doing uh, something where essentially you pick 57 bets, you know, all the tons, you know, all the crazy Super Bowl bets. And the winner gets $570 cash and a $570 gift card to our merch store. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun and a big opportunity to win. All right, like I said, you got to get over to the website here because even if you just click on NFL, I mean, there's not only just picks, but there are tons of game previews, everything from uh, the Super Bowl props, myths, and bombs to the refereeing assignments and their tendencies, uh, your best oh, novelty yeah. pro I mean, like, this is... I, this is all great stuff here, and it's all lined up. It is easy to uh, read, and uh, the podcasts are super easy to listen to as well. So make sure you check it out. So, Sean, let's go ahead and, do, and jump into this here. Um, as you, if I am a, 
I don't want to say casual better, but if I, I, I like to bet stuff here. What, what are some of the Super Bowl rules that you have for betting this big game that maybe it's a little bit different? What are some of the things you're looking for right off the bat with your Super Bowl betting? Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at props, I think you want to, you know, you want to lean towards props where you can uh, win the prop regardless of the outcome, right? Like, hey, if the Eagles win, if the Chiefs win, if it's a close game, if it's a blowout, these props still have a chance. So I think... Uh, my bias aside, I try and find those props that can win regardless of game script and start loading up on those guys. And, and one of them that I like right off the top is Jalen Hurts' anytime touchdown. I mean, he has been a beast. He scored nine touchdowns in his last nine games. He's essentially the Eagles' goal line back. He scored in seven of those nine games an anytime touchdown. So I think even if the Chiefs somehow pull out a victory here or if my Eagles are winning, I think Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown Anytime touchdown. Some places you can find that plus money. I really like that as a prop bet. Uh, I am on that one there as well. That's a, another very good one here. Uh, I, I know we also have a tendency here, too, to bet. Oh, I mean, as the general public, we love overs, right? We don't like to bet on unders. Uh, it's it's just it's not in our DNA. But there, I, I think there are some values uh, out there if we're talking unders. Is there anything on the unders board here going to this game that you think that maybe it's a score, maybe it's a player prop that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, the player prop I like the under is uh, Patrick Mahomes' first pass under 9.5 yards. Uh, you may even be able to find some places that are hanging in at 10 yards. I mean, the Eagles are really good at defending the pass down the field. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the, you know, uh, part of the Kansas City game plan is a lot of dink and dunk stuff. You look at Travis Kelsey, his average depth of target is the shallowest it's been in his entire career. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start the game off with a quick, short pass uh, to get them going, get them in rhythm. So I like under nine and a half yards on first completion for Mahomes. We're talking with Sean Green for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, you know, it's not the Super Bowl unless uh, you get into some kind of crazy prop that really there's not a whole lot of science behind. You know, maybe it's the coin flip, maybe it's the Keller of the uh, the, the the Gatorade power, whatever the heck it is that they dump on folks. I, I know there is a little bit of history and in, in, in there's uh, some science behind it, but let's face it, it's it's just kind of illogical here. Well, what are some of your favorite nonsense bets here, uh, where uh, you, you feel like folks maybe want to take a look at? Yeah, I mean, I do like uh, yellow, green Gatorade. Uh, that's what the Eagles dumped uh, during the conference championship, and that's what they dumped on their uh, head coach in 2017 when they won on, on Doug Peterson there. So if you like the Eagles, I think yellow, green is a fun way to play it as well because you can get that at like plus 300, plus 400. You know, Eagles money lines minus 120. I'm also a big heads advocate. <laughs> Heads is on a nice uh, four and one uh, run here, eleven and four last fifteen. Um, so again, yeah, I don't know. Uh, some would say it's a real coin toss, but I'm leaning heads <laughs> uh, anyway on that one. Um, you know, some of the like halftime. Uh, my wife helped me uh, handicap some of the Rihanna props, so uh, I would take a shot at Diamonds as the first song. But yeah, those are some of my uh, some of my uh, more favorite uh, wild props there. You haven't been hanging around the stadium when they've been doing sound check at all, now, have you? You wouldn't have to have any inside info on that for your boys over here. Well, yeah, I've heard I've heard some rumors, so we'll see if I get anything out there. You know, I'll be tweeting it out, or you know, I'll be putting it on our Discord or whatever. So, uh, all that stuff, all that stuff, free and good, good way to get hooked up with our uh, our community there.
Right, we're talking with Sean Green for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, so we've hit some of your favorites here. Um, sometimes, I, and I'm a firm believer in this, sometimes the best bet you can make is the one that you avoid. Is there any areas here uh, during the Super Bowl that you're like, listen, don't put your money in there at all. Stay away from whether it's a player, whether it's an over-under, whether it's a prop. Give me something that you just absolutely stay away from because it's just not a smart bet for you. Yeah, I mean, I... It's kind of factored into the price, but I don't think enough. I mean, I would definitely stay away from um, any sort of Kadarius Tony stuff. Uh, the the uh, we have a uh, guy who works as like a medical assistant, and we call him SGPN Football Doc. Does some great write ups on injury report stuff, and he highlighted that Kadarius Tony's um, re injury risk with that hamstring is really pretty high. So I think if you're playing with his player props, it's under anything and. Honestly, probably a pretty good stay away because um, usually, you know, he could maybe not even have a snap, and depending on how your book grades it, it's graded a no bet. And I, I don't know. He's definitely a good stay away for me. Quez Watkins is also a guy I'm not uh, on the Eagles. Third receiver there. I I don't know. I just don't see it. They seem to be using a bunch of other guys. Maybe, is there, maybe there's a chance to get one deep shot to him, but he, he's a guy I'm not uh, loading up on. And that scares me because I got early quiz. He was so good for me on the unders in the uh, champion NFC championship game. I went right back to that well here, so that's not great news <laughs> no, for me early on. <laughs> under, 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 or nothing on Quez Watkins. So I think if you definitely not an over. Well, I know when like I, I've seen the numbers when like Goddard plays, it, it's bad news bears yeah. for him. So like that's the trigger there. So I'm like, hey, let's why not? Let's go right back to do it. Um, Sean, go ahead. Give me a great long shot here. Something that, uh, you, you know, it's going to have uh, long odds here, but hey, you feel like it's really worth the uh, the lottery ticket play. Give me something good. Yeah, so the, the, there's there's one fun one that my uh, partner, uh, Kramer, uh, brought up that I really uh, want to co-sign, and I'm, I'm going to be playing as well. Boston Scott longest catch of the game is like 150 to one, 200 to one, depending on where you get it. He's of course like the third running back for the Eagles, but they use him in the passing game sometimes. Again, all it takes is one play, him to break a long uh, run on a screen play. I think that is um, is a really fun bet. And again, I wouldn't be shocked if this game sees a lot more short passing and not a lot of deep stuff. Uh, so inherently, that creates some more value, I think, on these long shot guys. Again, it just takes one play. Uh, when you're betting those long shot stuff, I would generally lean towards stuff that you only need one thing to happen, whether it's a guy to have a first touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. I think where people get in trouble uh, is they build these parlays where it's a bunch of like even money bets, but you need 12, 13 things to go right. For me, you're, you're much better off, especially in the NFL, just finding one or two crazy things that have to happen and do it that way versus having 12 things go your, you know, go the right way that are essentially coin tosses. Uh, inevitably, one or two of those are going to gonna screw you over. I'm telling you, Sports Gambling Podcast Network is where you need to be. Don't let Todd's new girlfriend win the Super Bowl Parlay Contest here, picking all this other junk. You need to win that, right? All right, so let's go. Make sure you hit it up. And, again, they've got everything. You want to go XFL, you want to go MMA, you want to go golf. They've got podcasts, and they've got great articles 
on all that stuff. The app uh, is great as well. You can get it all on the app and enter their uh, picks contest for that $570 plus the $570 gift card to the merch store, which has some real choice stuff, I'm telling you. you got to make sure that you check it out. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm so excited. I appreciate you that you uh, uh, took some time out here to uh, help educate our listeners on the betting. And, uh, man, hopefully uh, we got to holler we got to holler at Colby here soon because it'll be March, and it's all about first-half unders in the uh, in the oh, NCAA yeah. tournament. You know I'm writing, baby. I'm writing with you guys on that <laughs> stuff. Sports Gambling Podcast Let's Network. Let's go. I'm ready to win this money here. We're going to hit it huge this weekend. Sean, I hope you do the same. Great tips and great insight from you, my friend. Uh, we'll be listening and uh, we'll be watching the website, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Let it ride and go. Yeah, big thanks to uh, Sean from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always love having those guys on. They do such a good job over there, and uh, it's it's one of those resources that I like to uh, check in there. And uh, I mean, geez, Colby over there gives you like uh, I, by the time I get to work, it seems like almost he's already got a preview for the basketball, uh, the college basketball slate for the night. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely one of those places that uh, I like to uh, check out, and uh, Sean knows his stuff. So, um, yeah, don't forget, we'll repost this thing. So in case you missed any of the uh, conversation, that uh, you can go on back and, and take a listen and uh, make some of those picks. That was where, as soon as you said Quez Watkins, I was like, no, I already took him on the under earlier this week. It sounds like we'll be okay. Checking on the trade deadline real quick. At the top of the show, I said, yeah, listen, um, the Bulls aren't doing anything, but it did sound like they were ready to trade Levine or possibly DeRozan to the Knicks, and then the Knicks said, nah, we're good. The new running joke right now on Twitter is that everybody is being traded for multiple second-round picks. The Trailblazers are sending Gary Payton the second to Golden State for five second-round picks. The Hornets are trading Mason Plumlee to the Clippers uh, no picks in that one. Where was the other one here, too? We had another one. Oh, the Pelicans are sending Devontae Graham and four second-round picks to the Spurs. <laughs> like, we already know there's like three second-round picks involved in that uh, Pacers trade, right? Is anybody else moving for second-round picks? The Clippers are getting Eric Gordon in a multi-team deal. Memphis sends Danny Green to Houston. The Clippers are sending Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies, who are sending three second-round picks to the Clippers. <laughs> the Hawks trading Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky. Uh, the Hawks will also send the Rockets two second-rounders. <laughs> Everybody is, it's all second-round picks. That's kind of funny, right? It's a little ironic, but everybody's getting traded for second-round picks. Uh, tonight, 7 o'clock, ESPN2. Your Purdue Boilermakers taking on Iowa. A 7.5-point uh, spread still for Purdue uh, as the home favorite. They have uh, been pretty good. They've covered three of the last four at home, too, which you like to see. Um, defensively for Purdue, it's it's containing Keegan Murray, obviously. Shoots a whole lot better at home than he does on the road, about 7% lower on the road. I was also lost four of its five uh, last five road games. On top of that, uh, yeah, they look, where they need to score is right around the rim. They do a good job of scoring around the rim. They're over sixty percent uh, in those close twos. It's those kind of mid range to farther out jumpers where they really struggle. 
And that's kind of where Purdue needs to to settle for them getting those shots off. Because once you get in that range there, Iowa's just shooting around 37%. So if they want to try to get in closer, they can try to get in closer. But then you got to contend with Zach Eady, who just, you know, you watch any of these games, and you can tell their teams are apprehensive about trying to get too close in there or drive on it because he just covers so much. On the other side, I expect a lot of uh, maybe three-quarter full-court pressure out of Iowa. They need to do something to limit Purdue's entry passes into Zach Eady. And if you can take an extra seven, eight seconds off the clock with a press before you get set up, I would expect them to look into that. Uh, For as good as Iowa can be scoring around the bucket, They are absolutely terrible at defending. Two hundred nineteenth in effective field goal percentage allowed are the Hawkeyes. Zach Eady very good shooting sixty four percent over his last five at Mackey. We also know Iowa doesn't get good rebounding position either. It comes down to just like every other game here. How will they elect to deal with Zach Eady? And I get the sense that they'll try to force some turnovers here, try to slow down Purdue getting up the court, take that time off the shot clock so that Zach has less time. But to be honest with you, I I just, they don't have anybody that's going to deny Zach whatever position that he wants. There's nobody on the roster. That's going to come close to the size. They're certainly not going to get Keegan Murray in there on him, but maybe he rotates over at times. They They don't have the Jimmies and Joes to do it. But then again, a lot of teams don't. Most teams don't. You know, the question is then, uh, do they rotate over the double on Zach enough? And if they do, who becomes the beneficiary of the additional shots? Because, you know, Penn State learned the hard way. They started cutting Mason Gillis loose. And that just was not good for them. You don't want to, you sure as heck don't want to cut Fletcher Lawyer loose. And Brain Smith hasn't been the scoring uh, guard that you would hope that he would be getting into the double digits as of late. But, you know, you, you take a look at how um, how lawyers shooting at home, 35% from three, just slightly under his average. Shot 33% uh, against Penn State, 33% against Michigan State at home. And 25% at home against Maryland. He's due for a bit of a bounce back, I think. But if it were me, maybe I think about, maybe it's Braden Smith is the guy that you don't worry about on the perimeter when you when you rotate over, if you got a choice. Because he's not going to beat you. He, he can shoot the three. 
but he has that hasn't been his shot for a while. He's got one in his last five games from three. So that might be the guy you lay off of here tonight. But those are, I, I, look, he, he's going to get in there. He needs to, when it comes to Braid, I, I don't need 15 points out of him. I maybe need around 9, 10. And I need that six assists to one or zero turnover ratio. That's what I need. No turnovers out of him. And he does a great job at that. Yeah, I know he has the very public one on Saturday, but that was the only one he had. He's still doing great. But he's been a little cold shooting. He is due to 1 of 8 against IU, 4 of 9 at home against Penn State was good, but then 0-3 against Michigan, 4-7 against uh, Michigan State, 0-3 against Michigan State, 4-7 against Michigan. He was 0-4 against Maryland. He hasn't been burning it up exactly over the last five games. I mean, he's had, what, three of these games where he was 0 for, or two of those games where he's 0 for, and another where he's 1 for 8 in the last five. So, um, but consider what you're asking of him tonight. And this will be a game that just simply you take whatever Iowa decides to give you. If they want to get burnt like Penn State did, they'll get burnt like Penn State did. But if you can get the ball, if Zach gets set up quickly, who. Who's guarding him tonight? Somebody's six nine, maybe six eight. He'll go right over him. If it's a if quick catch and a one one step move to the shoulder or to the inside, I mean he'll eat all night. He'll come away with thirty and fifteen if that's the case. And again, Iowa not the best defensive team. One fifty six in adjusted efficiency, two twenty in effective field goal percentage, two twenty six in two point percentage. Just get the ball to Zach. Zach just needs to make that one move. Don't try to pass. Don't try to get too cute with it on the inside. Either take the shot or kick it back out. Reset it up. This is this should be a very simple game. And if you listen to the media scrum yesterday, Ethan Morton talked about too how uh, you know Matt Painter really had them focused on defense, and that's what you have to do here against Iowa because they can be a very streaky team. They can get very hot shooting. They can get very hot shooting if you're not careful. And I don't like invoking uh, Rick Mount bobblehead night, but you know we learn what happens if you just kind of sag back and let them shoot. Can't have it. Can't have it. So focus on the defense here tonight. 149 for that over-under might be a little high. I think Vegas is giving just a little bit too much, a little too much give to Iowa, considering what they put up over the last several games: 81, 86, and 93. But again, all three have been uh, on the road. You go back to the last couple of road games they've had, and it's uh, 63 points, uh, 77 against Ohio State, um, then out at Piscataway. Somehow they won that game, scoring 76 points. Uh, they haven't been as good on the road. I think Purdue can keep them to around 72 or lower tonight. If that's the case, they'll probably hit that over if they can get that high. But still, eight, don't, don't go to 8.5. 7.5 or lower tonight. That's my cover spot. 
I like Purdue tonight. I like Zach to have a good night. I think he really cleans up the glass this evening as well. So we're on the 13, uh, or the over under of uh, 12 and a half. We're going to take that over because I think he gets the 13 tonight. And it should be good. You keep Keegan Murray in check. Keegan Murray in check. And hopefully Christian McCaffrey just doesn't show up and start you know, knocking down four or five threes. That's, that's what you got. Oh, gosh. I've been saying Keegan, haven't I? Chris Murray. I'm going to do that at least ten more times tonight. At least ten more. Yeesh. Somebody's been, I know you've been yelling at me on the radio, too. You're like, it's Chris. I know. Sorry, I got a kid teething at home. I'm not sleeping at night. <laughs> Chris Murray. Got to limit Chris Murray tonight. All right, we got to break. You know what? Should probably try to limit Keegan, too. If you can keep him to uh, under uh, one point, I think it's a good night for the Boilers. We got to break. We're going to come right back, wrap it up real quick with the hammer down. Should we may have missed Stadium and Jeff Goodman are reporting that our old buddy, referee TV Teddy Valentine, will not be allowed to officiate the 2023 NCAA tournament. Oh, you all remember TV Teddy, right? Oh, here. Uh, the story behind this, according to Stadium, is that the NCAA may still be holding a grudge. Now, TV Teddy has been working in the ACC this season. He has an illustrious career, 10 Final Fours, 4 national title games. But this is the second straight year that he will not be allowed because uh, of you go back to the bubble situation here. He was part of that group uh, of officials that went out. They went out to dinner downtown at Harry and Izzy's. Came back, took COVID tests. One of them had tested positive. And since they all went out together and weren't wearing masks, guess what? We're unable to work the NCAA tournament. In a season where people continually argue, especially in the Big Ten, about the officiating, love them or hate them, you are removing an official here that has all the experience of working the biggest games in the sport. I know he's in his 60s and stuff too, but he's still doing the thing. And I got to wonder if it's wise to take out one of your most veteran officials for this NCAA tournament. You know, I stand by a lot of these folks. I know it's not an easy job. I know a lot of us get frustrated with uh, poor officiating in games. Uh, Certainly I do with inconsistent officiating throughout a game. That's my big bugaboo. If this is a foul at the beginning of the game, that's great. Let's make sure it's a foul towards the end of the game. If you change it, I get a little upset. I don't think that's fair or right. But to hold a, I mean, this is peak NCAA, if this is true, to hold a grudge over that, keep you out again? Boy, I just don't know that the NCAA's got a whole lot of room to uh, be the moral authority on this type of thing. But come on, I, I think I honestly think it's a bad idea. Hey, that does it for the Hammer Down Show tonight. Best of luck to the Boilermakers here, both men's and women's teams in action tonight. Uh, we're back again tomorrow, Friday, three o'clock. Wrapping up your week and a recap of that game. That's tomorrow.